Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Way of the High Priestess. I'm so excited to have my dear friend, colleague, sister, like soul sister um, on the episode, on the podcast today. Um, And Kelly is a sensual wellness coach, inspiring women to find self-love and pleasure through cooking, which I... Oh my gosh, I'm so, so excited to talk about this. And I'm so excited to have you here, Kaylee. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here too. I would call you my kindred spirit. Kindred spirit. Mm -hmm. Yes, totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Okay. So sensual cooking. I think most women know what sensual means. Most women know what cooking means. What is this beautiful combination of the two? Like if you could really just paint us a sensual picture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the term sensual cooking. It's something that I came up with a few years ago because it's something, both things that I'm very passionate about. And sensual cooking is essentially, I've defined it as a method of, it's a method understanding and appreciating cooking to connect to your food, the earth, and yourself in much more profound ways. And what I like to focus on with cooking is tapping into your sensuality and leading with that on a daily basis. It's really all about how we interact with the world and with nature and with our surroundings and truly experiencing cooking with all of your senses, including your intuition and, you know, with our heightened inner and outer gifts. And it's super special. Um, It's also a way of slowing down and being present, which I'm also really passionate about. I think there are so many people out there that when they think of food and cooking and eating, they think of rushing. Um, You know, they think of like quick and easy when really what I focus on is the exact opposite, using cooking as a modality to slow down, be present and connect with yourself and nourish yourself in the most positive ways. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I, I love that you kind of turn that belief on its head because all of the like ads that come through for cooking are like, you know, cook a meal in 20 minutes or less, cook a meal with just three ingredients, do this, do that while watching five kids, etc. So Yeah. So what, what does accessing this kind of sensuality and this kind of connection allow people to be able to do? That's a deep question. Okay. I think that's (laughs) going to be maybe the question of the whole episode, you know? Um, Well, I want to share first how I got here and why it's relevant and how my life changed through sensual cooking. So just in a very quick couple minutes, um, I, like you, was a hustling and bustling New Yorker. 
And I had a huge career in the fashion industry and was constantly commuting and traveling and busting my ass all the time. And um, I, it got to a point where a number of things happened. I really did not know what being healthy meant. And I was focusing on the green juices and the salads and, you know, short lunch breaks and not eating dinner and just drinking lots of wine and working until the wee hours of the night. And I thought that that was good and healthy. But what I realized later was I was really sacrificing myself and I wasn't happy and I didn't feel whole and I wasn't connected to anything and anybody. And it affected my relationships with everything around me. And I realized that it's all about finding balance. If your cup is not filled, you really can't fill the cup of others. And then I got very sick with a nickel poisoning for seven months and it was life-changing. And I decided to heal myself through food and cooking. I mean, it's a really long story of what happened, but that's essentially what happened. And I was able to focus on foods and my nutrition. And within a year I was healed. And that's actually not a long time at all. And I just became very passionate about slowing down and nourishing myself. And I thought, you know, a lot more women need to understand this. So I ended up going to a nutritional culinary school called the Natural Gourmet Institute in New York City. And I did that part-time for a year while I worked full-time because I really wanted to take a deeper dive into um, holistic food education and nutrition. And then on top of that, just how to actually cook your food. And what I discovered is the way you cook your food really matters. And I started using cooking as a way to be present and to nourish myself in deeper ways. And it's so powerful to understand the knowledge on how food and cooking can heal you. And I think it's information that every everybody deserves to know um, and are often confused about. And so I really like to shift the paradigm on cooking as this confusing or, you know, uh, just frustrating process and making it a process of self-love and pleasure is it's, it can absolutely be that for you. And then once you're in that place where it becomes that for you, it's amazing what starts to open up for you. So it's very, very cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I love hearing that because I've, I've been in many places across the spectrum from fast meals to loving taking my time going to the farmer's market and washing all the plant babies and all of that. Um, and I remember reading a, a book by David Wolf. I can't remember what the name of the book is, but he shows this special kind of photography called Curlian photography. And it shows like the electromagnetic field of these fruits and vegetables and all of this produce. And he compared the difference between organic and non-organic yeah. and the aura around the, the organic produce was so bright and vibrant and much duller around non-organic produce. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is more of a technical question because I do want to get back to like the identity, like yeah. how, what does this really open up for someone? Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that I've struggled with when shopping and cooking is like, okay, does organic really matter? Are things that are labeled organic actually organic? How do I cook this? Am I burning it to death where it loses its nutritional value? So what are like some of the basics someone would need to know, like in the store, like things to steer toward and away from, and then 
the actual cooking process? Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to answer your question in short, yes, organic is, it does matter. You know, the more natural um, and the more whole and the food that is, you know, grown without pesticides uh, is absolutely much better for you because you're not ingesting that in your body. I mean, everything, even from like the sticker that the that's on the produce, you know, that you don't want that to be ingested if you are eating the skin. So just make sure you're scrubbing that off and cleaning your produce really well. But organic does matter. And there's, you know, some fruits and vegetables that um, are, it's okay to eat the non-organic if that's all that's available to you. It's better than nothing. Um, but it's, hundred percent go with organic, you know, it's, it's so, so much better for you. I mean, there's lots of science around it. So anybody can just Google organic versus non-organic and see the, the real statistics on why organic is better for you. But also I think not just organic, but eating seasonally really makes a difference. Um, I've studied Eastern medicine and food. So there are certain foods that are correlate with different seasons um, that end up affecting different organs in your body, um, your feelings, your emotions, uh, different systems in your body. It's really, really interesting. And I, I could go down a whole rabbit hole with that. But to answer your question, um, organic really does matter. And then also the way you cook your food. So there are so many different cooking methods out there, you know, from boiling, parboiling, sauteing, braising, oh my God, uh, baking. And ev each one does something different for your body. And depending on what food you're using um, within that cooking method, that can also have an effect. So some are more heating and cooling than others. Some give you more moisture than others. Some take moisture away from your body. So I'll give you a quick example. Um, boiling. Boiling adds moisture and heat into the food. And I'm of the opinion that it's much healthier for you to have cooked food, depending on the season, depending on what's going on with your body, depending on what you naturally need and crave, cooked food is much more digestible. So if you have a food like a cruciferous vegetable, let's say a broccoli, to eat a raw broccoli is really hard on your digestive system. Yes, the whole food, if it's organic broccoli, it does have lots of vitamins, nutrients, antioxidants um, within that food. But you also have to think about your digestive system and how you digest, because if you have a healthy and well-working digestive system, you are a healthy person. It's as simple as that. So, you know, if you're the type of person where you eat something that just your digestive system goes slow and you just feel like you're overworking or you get tired, that's a good indication that maybe you should either chew your food for longer um, boil it or have it cooked and not have it in its raw state. Um, and there are so many other things. I mean, maybe you just need like more moisture in your body. I mean, it really depends on you. We all have individual issues, but that's just an example of why a cooked food matters. You know, it's, it's boiling your food, um, cooking your food and adding that heat and warmth and moisture is much easier on your digestive system. And we're human beings and we are meant to eat cooked food. It's as simple as that. We don't eat raw meat, right? Um, so, yeah. Hopefully that's, that answers your question. It does. It's so fascinating because I, I have this desire to eat seasonally, to go to the farmer's market, to be in communion with my food, to thank mother earth for her bounty. And I find as well that like many of the women that you probably work with, there's this, 
this just habituated pattern of rushing and cooking's an afterthought. It's like not as important as checking emails or doing things that actually move the ball in the business, air quotes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just curious to hear what is the big shift that women in particular make when they go from a lifestyle of that, you know, it might be a New York City hustle and bustle. It, that could happen anywhere. Like we've just been so conditioned to produce and always be in action and moving. Yeah. So, and and you're you're proclaiming something radically different. So what yes. is that journey? If there's a typical arc, what does that look like? And what is the end result that this, who does this woman become? Oh my gosh. Um, well, first I want to say how you do one thing is how you do everything. That was told to me. You're nodding your head. Yeah, you believe that too. Um, if you rush to finish your work, uh, you'll rush to fuel yourself. You know, if you don't appreciate the food that you eat, you won't appreciate the work that you've done. Um, if you don't give your body good quality food, light, energy, sleep, how can you expect to be able to give anything else to anybody? And I think one thing women are really good at is sacrificing. And I'm the opposite of that. I think that you need to fill your cup and focus on self-love so much more. So then that way you have that amazing quality light and beaming energy to give to other people. Um, We talked about slowing down separately. And, you know, you mentioned to me that sometimes, you know, people have it in their head. If they slow down, they'll lose time on, you know, their business or not accomplishing goals. And, you know, that that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, slowing down means being able to be present in the moment and appreciate what's in front of you. It gives you space to nourish yourself so you can fuel everything else in your life. Um, and it's really about finding balance. But, you know, you asked about the shift and how women get to this shift. And it's, It takes a few steps, I think, to really shift. It's like, first of all, you have to acknowledge that this is something that you want and this is something that um, is meaningful for you. And everybody has a different way to get to that point. You know, everybody goes through different things. But I think the first thing to ask yourself, um, I have like a three little step system (laughs) uh, to figure this out is, you know, ask yourself, what are your beliefs when it comes to food and cooking? And what do you think of when it comes to cooking? You know, we all have our first memories of food, whether good or bad. Um, Food has really been a central part of all of our lives. You know, it's always at holidays, you know, at big events, you know, food is a huge part of our life. So like, where does it fall in your mind when it comes to food? Um, And there are so many limiting beliefs uh, when it comes to food and cooking. Um, You know, a lot of things that I hear are like, I tried it and I'm not good at it, or it's a lot of effort and stress and work. It takes up too much time. Um, And then you have other beliefs like, I want to be healthier, but I'm not sure what will work for me. And, you know, I, I feel like I know what to do when it comes with food and cooking, but I don't know where to start to be more creative. These are just examples. So, you know, you sort of have to ask yourself, like, what are, what's my belief? You know, what are my past beliefs? What are my current, current beliefs? And establish that first, I think. Um, and then ask yourself, you know, where the beliefs came from, how they make you feel, and then consider the consequences of what it would be to change those beliefs, right? Like, 
what am I going to lose out on if I change those beliefs and let them go and then choose a new belief that empowers you? So for example, if you're someone who has always had the belief like, oh, I've never considered food to be super healthy for me, but you want you acknowledge that and you want to be healthier, maybe change it to food inspires me or food will help help me work better or, you know, be a better mom or things like that. You know, it's really all about shifting that belief. Um, I really like this inner work and a lot of times I go really deep and it's really about aligning those internal strategies with the external strategies. And the external strategies I teach are cooking methods, knife skills, practical things that you can implement into your life to make them seamless and easy. And then once both are aligned, it's amazing what can shift and happen for you. And so that's really, really the start of it, I would say with that shift. Yeah, that's so beautiful. You know, it's, it's interesting because you said, what, what will you lose out on if you make this shift? And that question typically strikes people as like, well, I'm not going to lose out on anything. I'll be healthier. But I can say from firsthand experience, when I stopped eating meat, there was a little bit of loss of connection with my family because mm. they're just, a lot of them are, you know, pretty big meat eaters. And so, you know, we'd have to pick restaurants accordingly so that my needs were met. And there was just almost this there was no loss of love, but there was just a little something that shifted. And because food is at the center of so many kinds of relationships and we all gather around a table for family dinner, for holidays, et cetera, it, you're so right when you say that there's a lot of deep inner work that can happen here. This is not just cooking. No. This is like the fabric of our humanity gathers around a table to break bread with each other. Yes. So there's a lot here. So, you know, for anyone listening who is having anything like that come up, know that you're totally not alone, you know, and, you know, I would imagine as well, because there are so many people and so many women who have struggled with body image and diet and, you know, all of the trends um, that there would, that there could be so much healing and transformation in going through a process like this to learn how to create a new relationship with food, with cooking, with, with the very thing that nourishes their bodies. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty anti-diet culture. You know, I grew up with a lot of um, body image issues, especially because I grew up as a dancer and especially ballet dancers. Oh, we have the worst kinds of trauma. Um, but I will say, I think that's why with my work, I focus a lot on Eastern medicine because I don't teach from the point of view that, you know, green vegetables are have the right kinds of vitamins and are, you know, a complex carbohydrate, you know, I mean, I don't really use words like that, even though it's very much, you know, Western medicine and scientific, I talk more about the energy system and why nourishing your energy system is key. And that's very much an Eastern, me Eastern medicine um, term. And, you know, I talk more about how, like, for example, going back to broccoli, why that's important to eat uh, for your thyroid and why the stem of the broccoli is really important. So you have like strengthening energy in your bones and why eating flowers are sometimes important for your creative and feminine energy. And I, I love talking about that kind of stuff. I talk about food, 
why the colors of food matter, um, you know, and why having carrots are really important for grounding energy um, to give you that beta carotene. If you like going in the sun, eat more carrots. I mean, there's just so many different things that I, I can touch on. And so really my way of coaching and teaching is from a place of abundance, not lack. And I'm, I just don't love diet culture because, you know, you're not empowering anybody by telling them what to eat and not to eat and what, how to fast in 24 hours. And it's very restrictive. It's of a restrictive mindset. And I'm from the exact opposite where I want to empower you with like the abundant knowledge and, and, and facts about foods. And that way you start to shift your mindset, you know, about nourishment, which leads me to just something else that I like to practice with someone who's looking to shift their thought process, you know, ask yourself, what is your mindset when it comes to nourishment? Um, do you, what's your attitude about it? Like, do you think food is amazing or do you think it's just, is it not important to you? That's something really important to establish. Take a couple moments to think about that question. And then the next question on top of that is what is your philosophy about food? That's a big, deep question. Like, what do you cherish mm. about it? Um, so I'll give you an example because, you know, we change philosophy. So my former philosophy was this. I need to eat healthy. Mm. I should eat healthy. Mm -hmm. Should is a big word. Um, why? I don't know, because it's good for me. Um, and even when it came to like indulging and exercising, I would say, oh, I'll eat these three slices of pizza really quickly, but like not worry about it because tomorrow I'm going to run on a treadmill and mm -hmm. work it off and burn it off. Yeah. And that's just not, you're not appreciating your body. You're not appreciating the food and you're living in that lack mentality. So after I got sick and really learned about food, my new philosophy was food is medicine. Mm. You know, it'll give me energy. The food I choose equals an abundant life. Um, mm. Every choice that I make either brings me closer to my authentic self or further from my authentic self. And I may not see it now, but over time, my choices define my reality and my physical body and my emotional, spiritual body is the most important to me. And so that's my current philosophy. And it's, it's really important to establish those things with, and ask yourself these questions. And then the last thing I challenge people is ask yourself, what's your vision of your healthiest self and your happiest self? And be real, like get in the fantasy of what you envision. And so with sensual cooking, that is... I bring my fantasy into my reality. And so mm -hmm. living as sensually as possible and focusing on my nourishment daily, it's something that I think can really transform your life in beautiful ways and help you be more in touch with nature, more in touch with yourself, um, be a better mother, a better lover, you know, a better employee, worker, business owner, whatever you are, it's just going to you'll have an inner light that shines and just mm. a confidence and feeling whole and looking just healthy and knowing that you can heal yourself at any moment because you have the tools to do so. So it's super powerful. And as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about it. Yes. I'm just thinking here, <laughs> that's your copy. It's right there. All mm. of that, that is your copy. Yeah. Kelly and I were talking right before this about just how we write copy for our businesses and how to really, you know, reach the people that our work is meant for. 
that's it because what you're the picture you're painting what is available to people is this this holistic lifestyle where we are so connected to every part of the process and there is a larger vision that we connect to and everything feeds that vision everything either feeds or takes away from it yeah. and for you know the kinds of things that for most people get swept under the rug like cooking I love what you're suggesting, which is like, this is such an integral part of who we be because this is our nourishment. This is the very thing that fuels us and either mm -hmm. gives us energy or depletes energy. And this is how we show up to relationships better, to work better, to ourselves better. Yeah. I, I love that this just seems like the root of everything. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you think about it, eating and Eating with our family, friends, people, uh, cooking food, this has been around since the beginning of human existence. If there's one activity that we have been doing as a society and as a community, it's exactly that. And it's so powerful. I also want to touch on, you know, the work that I do. I really help remove the stress from cooking. Too many people complain about how they don't feel creative with their cooking and they like, they, they just keep on doing the same boring thing. And, you know, after a while it just gets mundane and then they stop caring about cooking or, you know, it's all about finding that next recipe. Well, what I challenge people that I work with is it's not about the recipes. It's really just about learning about the food and understanding how to season properly and understanding the different cooking methods. So at the end of the day, you don't need a recipe. You really just need what's in your mind and your heart and your gut to really um, help guide you to what you want and what will nourish you and what will satiate you. And once you have all of those aligned and you understand, you know, the different kinds of cooking methods, um, you understand the proper knife skills, all the stress goes away and cooking becomes enjoyable. And sure, you can find a recipe. I mean, there are millions of recipes on the internet, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, but it'll become a different experience. It will no longer become a hunt for the different recipes. And it's it's much more of an experience that you will feel calm and collected and enjoy cooking and not look for that like 30 minutes or less recipe. Yeah. You won't even look at the clock anymore. I it becomes that. like that pleasurable and the way you nourish yourself really matters in your life. And um, mm. it's something I'm really, I really love to talk about and teach. And it's so clear. I love it. Okay. So you had mentioned this connection or, or tuning into your mind, heart, and gut to yes. make these choices. Yes. Okay. So sounds like a beautiful thing to be able to do. How do we do that? Well, yes. Okay. Well, you know, first of all, I think it's, it's important to acknowledge um, that according to science, and this is these are real studies, our heart, our head, and our gut are classified as functional brains, right? So let's talk about the nervous system. Um, these brains communicate with each other on a regular basis. It's like multiple brain integration. And so if you focus on the combined wisdom of your head, your heart, and your gut, they'll provide you with a whole other like level of self-awareness that will guide you to work more efficiently, 
make better decisions and navigate through your moods and your feelings and live with like a peace of mind and like, and love with a full heart. And so let's talk about your gut and, you know, everyone, there's a lot of gut trend uh, products and there's so many articles about your gut and because it's important, your gut, um, your gut brain is hidden in the walls of your digestive system. You know, eating nutritious cooked food is imperative for our second brain, which is called the enteric nervous system. And it's important for us to function properly. There are like over a hundred million nerve cells that line our gastrointestinal tract. And when you really work to listen to the messages that your gut is sending you, um, you'll know way more about what's happening with your body. So problems like bad digestion, gut irritation, you know, IBS, um, Hashimoto's, Crohn's, even hunger pains, you know, anything diet related can send signals to your brain and be easily treated with like healthy cooked food. You know, it can treat things like depression, um, anger, sadness, irritation, sickness of any kind, you know, and cooking can really help calm your nervous system and help make it a true experience in your life, um, especially if you do it in a sensual way. And then when it comes to your heart, um, you know, women, we lead with our hearts with everything. You probably feel and know that. Um, your heart is constantly sending emotional signals to guide you, like to notice what's going on with everything in your body and around you. And um, it's important to use our hearts as our nourishment guide, not our gut, use our hearts. Um, our, our hearts are a power source and can easily influence like what to prioritize in our lives. Like, and it can even help us digest our food. You know, if you sit down with a plate of food and you have feelings of being rushed or frustration or anger or resentment, or, you know, just you're pissed off and you just want to, you know, you just need to eat something that will a hundred percent affect your digestion. If you eat with feelings of gratitude and love and slowing down and, uh, appreciation and just wonder you will digest so much better. So definitely follow what your heart is telling you. And then the last one is our brain, right? It's the most, one of the most complex or complex organs in our body. And, um, the brain can help us make really good decisions and solve problems. It helps you notice what's going on around you and make intelligent decisions. Right. Um, but the moment that you connect all three and you listen to the wisdom in your head and your brain, um, the feelings of your heart brain and the instincts of your gut brain, you'll have a much fuller perspective on how to take action to nourish yourself on like the highest level to honor like your highest self. Um, wow. All three matter and learning, using your brain to learn what food can nourish you and how to cook them properly is so powerful. And all three of them work together and it's critical to use all three. So you could really live like a, a healthy, happy life. Wow. This is like the, what you're describing to me feels like culinary enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> like, good. <laughs> like just a coherence between the three. And I rarely hear people talk about it in that way. Of course, I've seen a lot of gut stuff, come around, we're only now really starting to talk about the power of the heart mm -hmm. and its electromagnetic field. And of course, I mean, we've been doing brain research for a long time and still no 
virtually nothing about the brain. So really fascinating. And I love that it invites us to tune into intuition. And I, you know, I feel like it's, they go so hand in hand, finding and nourishing ourselves with the things that allow us to feel good sharpens our intuition. And then we can use our intuition to continue to guide us. Mm -hmm. Such a beautiful marriage. So, okay. What, um, share a little more about the ways you work with people, what you have coming up, like courses, because I'm, my wheels are spinning of like just (laughs) fun ideas that I have. So share with everyone how they can connect with you and, and how they can work with you. Yeah, absolutely. If what I've said has triggered you in any way or sparked any kind of um, any kind of thought in your head and you want to reach out, like I invite you to reach out to me. Just get on my website, um, set up a time. You can just go to contact. I think that's what it says. Uh, and just fill out the form to make an appointment to chat with me. I'm always eager to chat with people and just to understand where you're at and um, what kind of support you need. So you, my website is uh, com. And then if you want just to go straight to the chat form, you just do a, a forward slash let's dash chat. Um, and then I am in the middle of creating tons of courses because I really love getting this work out there. And so I just finished my mini course that anybody can buy. And it's 21 days of little tiny tasks that you'll get in your email that will help shift your cooking and food experience. And so if you just do one task a day, that's all it is. Um, it'll really help start to shift your mindset. And it's only $97. And you can get that on my website. It is called the introduction to the art of sensual cooking. And then I'm in the process of creating my full juicy course. And that's called the art of sensual cooking. And that should be that should be launching in June. Um, that's pretty much, yeah, it's coming up. So I'm in the middle of creating it. So definitely stay tuned for that. And I give monthly cooking classes. Um, so check out my website and I do one class a month and they're really fun because you not only get to cook with different women and create that community, but also you get to learn about like holistic nutritional information and just little gold nuggets, like some of my clients call them of just little things that they get, they learn within that class that just like blow their mind and they've never, they've never considered. So it's really fun. So I love it. that's what I have coming up. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm so excited for that. And I know you're on Instagram and Facebook as yes. well at Kiele Jael, right? Yep. K-I-E-L-E-J-A-E-L. Definitely look me up, follow. um, And I really like to, you know, interact with as many people as possible and get this work out there. And by the end of the year, I should be having a cookbook and other products. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be like a beautiful, like coffee table, sensual cookbook. Um, Oh my God. Really sign me up. I'm 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 going to buy one of those. I'm really excited. Thanks. Yeah. Oh I'll let you I feel know like I want to like buy a bunch and give them out as gifts. That's, That's a really like a good, good gift, idea. like a sensual mm-hmm. cooking cookbook, mm-hmm. maybe some like essential oils, mm-hmm. a candle, mm-hmm. a knife set. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh mm-hmm. God, it's so good. It's really, yeah, I'm really excited. Wow. You know, thank you so much for sharing 
your heart and your wisdom today. I feel like we covered so much in such a short amount of time, which is beautiful. So um, if you're listening to this and this sparked something inside of you, definitely reach out to Kieli. And I invite you to screenshot this episode, share it out on social media, tag both of us so that other women can find this content too. It is so important that we have support across the board and that we have resources that allow us to tap into the truest nature of who we are, that allow us to access our depths, to connect to our hearts and our intuition. And this is a beautiful way to be able to do that. So thank you for tuning in today. I will see you all next time. Kieli, thank you for joining. Thank you, everybody. And wishing you all much love and good vibes. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show and spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that www.leenoto.com. Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes.